I'm getting paid to learn how to run a business. I have to do things when I want and how I want. And get paid more or some office job. Oh, so you are after something. <laughs> and what's that? Freedom. All right, what's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode on the Stream Chases. You got myself, Kaylin. And I'm Candice. And we're glad that you're here joining us on another great episode. You know how we like to do. We got to tag up with each other. But before we do that, before we get started, we just want to say thank you for everyone that's been tuning in these last couple of months with us. Mm-hmm. Seems like it's been a long ride it already. Has. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think from, what, February 15th was uh-huh. our first payday. Yes. And now we're in double digits, can't even keep up no nope. lo- no longer. But before we get started again, like I said, I just want to thank all the, the listeners out there that have subscribed so far, all the people on Spotify, Apple. Thank you for your support. Yes. All right. Uh, but like I said, you know how we always got to do. We got to tag up with each other. So Candice, let myself and the listeners know what's been going on these last couple of weeks. Oh, so many things. So, you know, one thing that I think people should know is that even when you've been in business for a long time. So I've been in business five years now, right? Mm. Um, You're still always like refining your processes. Mm -hmm. Like it's always a tweak. Um, One thing that I think I've decided over this last two weeks is to get rid of the, so I make a product. If you don't know, this is your first time listening and I make uh, like wedding brooms for folks, right? Um, And invitation, wedding invitations, that kind of thing. Um, I've decided to get rid of like the rush fee option. It's not working out like every time Mm -hmm. I have heart palpitations, like there's always something happening. Mm -hmm. It's always around the rush. Right. It's like somebody waited till three days before their wedding and they're like, I need a broom. And I'm trying to accommodate, trying to be nice, you know, and try to do the thing. But it's like I have a set production day. Mm -hmm. And then the post office, I don't control the post office. Yeah. And that's really the thing. Like if you have a drop dead date, if your thing is on that Saturday, Mm -hmm. if the post office, I could take it there on Tuesday. Mm hmm. If they don't do what they're supposed to do, I can't. Yeah. It's nothing I can do. So just real quick, what was your uh, rush thing like next day or three days? No. So that's so the typical handling time on the product is two, two weeks. Right. Okay. So it's a two week because it's a custom make every time. Right. right? So after two weeks, it goes off. It's usually two day, two to three day turnaround with the post office because of priority mail. Right. Mm -hmm. Because that's what I use. Um, the rush fee option gives you the option if you buy this so you buy the broom if you buy the rush handling fee what it does is basically kick you to the front of the line for production so I promise that I'll get it out within three days mm-hmm. so it'll take me three days yeah. to make it because mm-hmm. sometimes I have to source whatever it is they're looking for mm-hmm. right make it within three days and get it off so mm-hmm. and then I'll priority express it gotcha. priority express with the post office most of the time is one day sometimes if you're on the other side of the country it's two days mm. so you're looking at going from like two plus weeks to like five days ish mm, gotcha and it's the ish that yeah. be messing with my ish and i just <laughs> i can't do it no more and gotcha i mean this weekend i've been having conversations with a woman like i sent it off she was in richmond there's mm-hmm. no reason she shouldn't have got this broom yeah. on time yeah but the post office i want you to know that as of today it's still in the distribution facility she wasn't getting married yeah anytime she got this... married on saturday ah i sent it off on wednesday right it should have been there one day it should have been there on thursday but yeah. you know and that's those stressors because you don't want her to all of a sudden leave no bad reviews and they do 
and do. And I'm like, I, and then I'm using the Etsy platform. So the Etsy platform automatically pings you for, like, once they know that it's been shipped, mm-hmm. they ping the customer for a review. Mm-hmm. If it were me personally, I would not ping said lady. I would be yeah. like, I'm just going to tiptoe away <laughs> from this point. Yeah, not go yeah. the way we want it. But Etsy be like, hello, would you like yeah. to leave a review? Yeah. And I'm like, oh. And of course, there's no refunds no. because it's custom. It's so custom. she can't even use it. So, you know, what I have done over the past, it, certain colors, I will refund. So okay. like she has a very popular color broom, even though it's not a um, a standard one, mm-hmm. but because it is, I'm willing to risk it, refund her, send her a return label, get it back, and I might maybe maybe need to make one modification before somebody else will buy it. So gotcha. I, for her specifically, but generally speaking, custom pieces don't have a refund. So it's yeah. like it's just anyway. So over the last two weeks, I have decided that I can't I can't do it no more. <laughs> I just I can't do the rush fee thing. The policy is out there. It's two weeks to make it like that's what I have to stick with for mm-hmm. now until I'm doing this full time. Maybe yeah. once I'm doing it full time, yeah. I think about it. But yeah. because I'm doing this after work, after right. dental appointments, after the, <laughs> everything else, I can't do it. Yeah. I'm done. Real quick, uh, before we get on me, um, have you thought about almost doing something like how they do on uh what is that ebay so you know how you can auction or do auction or mm-hmm. bid on most of the things yeah but then on some products you have buy it now yeah like so for you wedding season should be ending fairly soon mm-hmm. in the off season or the down season so like october through let's say january mm-hmm. would you consider just putting like 10 to 20 standard brooms different colors just having them as an inventory yes and you can put those as a buy it now mm-hmm. or, or or i'm sorry in your case it would be like the rush now yeah and it's just those and they're already done and they're already done so yeah. you don't you still have that option yeah i think that's what i'm so it has been my plan as we was talking about lists and things to do to do that to do some standard colors mm-hmm. that i see quite frequently all the time um, but it's tough to do during wedding season so once yeah. wedding season is yeah. over then um as you said like Around here, wedding season's really not over until, like, October. Mm-hmm. So okay. once October hits, then I'll do some standard, take some photos, have them listed. Whenever somebody buys them, off they go. Gotcha. Yes, that will be the plan. And that keeps, uh, you know, money flowing through the off-season. Okay. I said, no more. I just... Yeah. Anthony, me and my husband were going to go get something to eat. He was like... And I'm, like, corresponding with the lady in the yeah. car. And even, like, small stuff. Like, I'm like, so what post office are you near? Because maybe we can call and see where the courier <laughs> is. And she's like, I don't know. Help me help you. I don't, yeah. I don't work for USPS. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I was, Anthony was like, you know, just an observation. <laughs> it seems that these rush things aren't working out so yeah. well. Yeah. So I think we're going to just chill on that for a minute. Yeah. Okay. Whew. How about you? <laughs> uh, not as stressful as that. <laughs> um, for me, uh, it's the normal um, work, mm-hmm. you know, and how can I get off of that job? <laughs> Um, not saying that I don't like the job. I was just having this discussion earlier, but I think I'm just at one of those places where I know, like, my vision is so clear cut now. Mm-hmm. I know my path. Okay. So it's just like doing the things to get there. And it's like I'm wasting my time. I feel like I'm wasting my time. Mm-hmm. Or my time can be better served doing other things. Got it. Because I have adopted the whole mindset of while I'm there at the job, to soak up every little knowledge bit mm-hmm. of knowledge i can so that's trying i'm using that to be like my motivating thing yeah. to, to keep going to work so it's like all right well i'm getting to do this program bills. management yeah or yeah i'm getting to do this program management today so one day when i have my staff yes i know how to manage the older people the younger people you know mm-hmm. just 
everything in between. But other than that, um, we've been pretty busy um, trying to look at some spaces okay. uh, for Go Stretch. Um, just trying to see, you know, if, if we can find the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just other things. Um, like we were talking about earlier, just getting our systems together, trying to get automated. Mm-hmm. Um to take the burden or to reduce some of the burden. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, fun things. Yeah. Everything that is involved with business. Every day. It's a grind. <laughs> it's That's a grind. Sure. It's a grind. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, speaking of business, um, you know, we always have an amazing uh, business entrepreneur on or somebody that's all about getting into multiple income streams. And today uh, we're not here to... Uh, disappoint you <laughs> um so today we have the first of um or the first um on our stream chases show the first person who has been on our show that has a franchise um a dominican hair salon she goes by the name of jamie um she's located right here in pg county right here in Bowie. if you're in the Bowie area upper marlboro anywhere on this side of the 301 mm-hmm. she's located uh very um close and then she has two salons i believe in pg county okay. um so we're going to talk about all that we're going to get into the print the franchise effort you know some of those things that it takes because a lot of times at least from my discussions, um, you know, everybody's like, oh, franchise. And it's like, oh, yeah, I think I want a franchise of Five Guys I'm or Rita's or Don't Chick-fil-A. You Don't you worry about it. But it's like, this is thinking bigger. Okay. How about you become the franchisor oh. and you make the shots? Because what I didn't know, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's one thing you can be a franchise or you, a franchisee, I think is what they're called. Mm-hmm. You know, and say you're a boss. Yeah. But um, what's the? It's it's like a it's like a thrift store. It's called Once Upon a Child. Yes. Uh huh. Once Upon a Child, where you return clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all, all, yeah, all your oh yeah, consignment shop for like kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my wife were in the shop a few years ago, and I see like the staff is going crazy. Like like it's like all hands on deck. Mm-hmm. fixing up the building like i'm talking about painting okay making sure the lights are up um making sure everything's clean so we just happen to ask like every what's going on like, like you still have patrons in here you know <laughs> everything all right yeah they're like oh the the franchise owner uh-huh. is on their way here okay. on monday okay for a site visit oh and we got dinged the last time mm. that they were here on site because this shade of gray was not the right shade of gray. It should have been this shade of gray. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started thinking. Like, so that was the first time I got exposed to like, so you're a franchise owner, mm-hmm. but you yes. don't make the shots still. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> you don't make the shots. That right. person who's the franchiser makes all the shots. Mm-hmm. So that's what you're going to get into. Like some of those type of things, you know, yeah. like looking bigger, mm-hmm. you know, because as a business owner, there are some things that you you know, you would like to do differently. Yeah. You know, but you can't. Yeah. Five Guys says their colors are red and white and black. Yes. You're not going to make it blue, white, and black. <laughs> if, I don't care just... how much you like blue. You just can't do it. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so that's what we're going to get into <laughs> today. <laughs> oh, you know, the thing about franchising is, um, so the first, my first kind of exposure to it was I worked for McDonald's when I was like mm. 14, mm-hmm. right? 
Um, and I remember when the franchisee, I guess is what you want to call it, uh, came into the shop. Now he was a big deal, maybe because I was 14, but also <laughs> because he owned seven. So oh. it wasn't like he was just, you know, doing one McDonald's. He had seven. Yeah. So he had the region, that region on lock, mm -hmm. GCGC Fair. I'll never forget Mr. Fair. And so, um, and so I remember when he used to come through, like he would do spot checks, just come through. And, yeah. and even with um, something as prescribed as McDonald's, like, mm -hmm. you know, they give you the fries, they give you everything you need. So mm -hmm. it really shouldn't be no deviations. Mm -hmm. He was for real about keeping his business, mm -hmm. his business. And I could tell um, once I started working for him, I travel, you know, you 14, you go places, whatever. I travel outside the region one time and went to a McDonald's outside of the region. And the difference in the small things you notice as an employee mm. between that franchisee, mm -hmm. like that group of franchises, I guess I should say, and, and else, elsewhere. Mm -hmm. So it was interesting. You know what I mean? And 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 I've always like kept that in back of mind. Yeah. I said I was going to own Chick-fil-A. It feels like. <laughs> Your net worth got to be so high to get it. I know. But that's what we aiming <laughs> yeah, for. Yeah, okay? that's what we aiming for. Um, But it feels like. And I could be wrong, and maybe our guest today will help us kind of mm -hmm. set level the playing field. But it feels like having a franchise might be what, like, that might be the business, the business for um, someone who wants, like, I don't want to do marketing plans and I yeah. don't want to do all that other all stuff. All the other stuff. I just want to, like, give invest me the in business it. in a box. Yes. <laughs> That come on, that's what I'm, a business in a box. That's what I'm yeah, looking for. So yeah. it feels like franchises might be the way to go. But mm -hmm. anyway, anyway, yeah. yeah. So without further ado, we have uh, Jamie, who's the owner of Salon. I believe it's eight oh nine. Yep, eight oh nine. And um, before we get started and uh, just diving in, can you kind of just let the listeners know, like, what's some of your background? You know, how you came to be in business for yourself. Um, I'm originally from the Dominican Republic and, um, I came to this country when I was 16 years old and I went to Puerto Rico first at 14. Long story short, my dad sent me back to my country, to Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. And there, um, I started working as a shampoo tech in a hair salon, mm. came back to Maryland at age 16 and... Started working, all sorts of jobs. I had to learn English. Mm -hmm. And then in the back of my mind, I've always known that I wanted to have my own business. So mm -hmm. once I saved a little bit of money, um, having a hair salon, it was just the easy yeah, what came, it to just mind. came to mind. Yeah. So I opened one without knowing any stylist. Well, <laughs> I did hair back backtracking i did hair out of my base out of my basement for about six months okay when my daughter was too little so i stopped it mm -hmm. um saved some money opened the salon um but i still had a full-time job mm -hmm. and so i never never really did hair but mm -hmm. i will manage i had started with one stylist mm. and i will work the front desk yeah uh, once I got off of work. That's something. <laughs> mm -hmm. so I that's like that how, already. Yeah. That's the how. owner working the front desk. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. a, that that's hustle right there. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. So that's that's how that started and it started to grow and it was always being where I didn't have to be in the business for the business to to work mm -hmm. and that's how franchising. Um, that's how it was so easy to franchise because the business model was already set so from the beginning. Set. I like that. I yes, like sir. that. Yeah, because I think, like you said, already from the beginning, the fact that you already had it set out that 
you necessarily don't need my hands yeah to make this business operate mm-hmm. and you know as you grew you already were able to i mean you're it's easier to find somebody to work a front desk to answer phone calls you just train them on your customer service and the way you want them to greet your yeah. guests but it's a lot harder to find the technical people who can yeah. do all the hair washing and all and that all type things. of stuff yeah that's crazy because in my mind, I'm like, how do you own a hair salon? You're not the stylist, but that's a traditional way of thinking, yeah. right? Oh, and yeah. that's how people get stuck too, because like um, we talked about before, you know, uh, if like, let's say I love the way that you did hair, right? How do you depart from that? Like, how do you grow? And because you're only, you only have two hands and you only have eight hours in a day where you can do hair. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, how do you grow beyond that? I mean, obviously you can get other stylists around you and all that. Cause, but if people are lining up for Jamie specifically, that makes things difficult. But if you start a salon where you're not the stylist, she was like, no, no, I'm not styling. <laughs> I'm going to work this front desk. That's the way to go. That's the way to do it. Yeah. I applaud. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I didn't want to be the technician. That's not my, even though the hair salon was the thing for me to do, it was always, so it was always, um, the plan was to do a business. It's a business. Mm-hmm. It's not your normal hair salon. How people just go open a hair salon, they working and they mm-hmm. do yeah. everything. You can grow exactly. like that because you one person, you only can do, but so, so much. much. You know, and if you're working on the share, you can focus on learning or on working on everything else to grow that business. Right. So if you don't mind, how old were you when you opened the salon? Um, so I'm 40 right now. Let's backtrack. <laughs> and I opened, we've been open about six years. Okay. Because okay, So 34. Okay. So 34. Because the reason I ask that is the fact that, well, I want to know, did somebody ingrain that in you or like put you on to that knowledge of don't do the job, you know, like, like, like hire out you know the specific skills and you work the front desk or like is that just something you just knew off the break like you know i'm open this salon but i'm not doing nothing because like that's a hard thing because like a lot of business owners don't know that but the fact that you hit that off the break is mm-hmm. like it's like baffling it's like how did you understand that that right. young or oh, you did as a first business owner well i don't know i guess the lacy part of myself <laughs> you know because even though we work a lot we, uh-huh. we have i have my own business um i'm kind of lazy when it comes to that and <laughs> mm-hmm. i wanted a business i didn't want to do hair yeah. yeah so um so that's what made it for me and because of my my background it was all administrative mm-hmm. that's what i like to do i mm-hmm. like to be behind the scenes when things go crazy i like to run around go get products go do this make things mm-hmm. work yeah i can't sit on the share just doing yeah, hair. I just yeah. I don't see myself growing that way. So I don't know where I got it from. Um I'm thinking that I got having doing a business from my dad, not realizing and he always have had a business. Gotcha. Um but my dad actually works in the business. So now that you ask me the question, I'm kinda of wondering that myself how mm, yeah. how um I decided that I didn't want to work. It was just 
I just knew that yeah. it had to be a business. It wasn't your regular <laughs> salon. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, a lot of hairstylists will, you know, you go to school, go to get your license, and then they don't want to work for somebody else. They open up their own salon, but that mm-hmm. literally does trap them behind the chair. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine after 10 hours on your feet, coming home, trying to work on CRM systems, POS yeah. systems. Yes. Nobody got time for that. I'm sleepy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't spend 10 hours standing up. I just, I don't yeah. have it. And one might even believe, as a matter of fact, I feel like I've even heard, because it's funny that we're having this conversation, because it is bringing back to me, at one point, I thought about um, owning a barbershop. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I think I could do this barbershop thing. My uncle um, was a barber, and like he taught me a lot of about the business and how the chair fees work and the this and the that. And so I was like, I think I could do that. Mm-hmm. But I was discouraged from owning it, because one somebody told me along the way, well, how you going to own a barbershop and you don't have a license? And yeah. I was like, well... I guess I need to learn. And so I just kind of put that asunder. But now Jamie told me that I can own a shop and I don't have to be a barber. Yeah, because because like real like real importantly, like they say a, a great entrepreneur or oftentimes or a great manager is great at leading people. Yeah. So that's really the job, because like, again, if you want to own a barbershop, you'll learn the principles of the barbershop and how to operate that. Yeah. But it's really, can you manage everybody else's expectations? The booth rent, mm-hmm. you know, are you going to have a set schedule? Or are you going to let them do their own thing? You know, so it's like just managing the people. Yes. And I guess for me also, because I had a job when mm-hmm. I opened. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's now that I'm thinking back, I had a job and mm-hmm. I had a good job. You know, it was a federal federal mm-hmm. government job and you don't want to leave it. Um, and also you want to be able because my my um, employees are employees. They not. It's not if you didn't make a dollar today, if we didn't make a dollar today, you won't get paid. No, mm-hmm. you had to get paid. In yeah. fact, <laughs> they get paid every two weeks when I got paid at my federal job oh, yeah. because my whole check will go to the salon every two weeks mm-hmm. when we first open. Yeah. Um, and because I wanted to keep my job and grow the business, that's how that's how so you were able yeah. to do it okay so, so you're able to do it and maintain it is that you're still your same um policy and procedure that your employees are still employees yes oh, okay i like it mm-hmm. yeah i like that too because just comparing that to a barbershop well yeah. most barbershops that i know is like it's like they're freelance in a way they do <laughs> yes. their own thing like if i don't feel like showing up today no. or i only yeah, feel like cutting three heads i'm only cutting three heads yeah and roll it's, out yeah it's hard to control when it's when it's like that and to have a business when you have somebody that can do their own schedule it can be done mm-hmm. but it's just so it's so i like to ask you a question about that like how you said it's harder to manage like the, the traditional <laughs> barbershop way do you find it harder to get employees to buy into that like from you know into your salon and like i said i don't know how it typically works with like women but again like it with the men in barbershops they want to do their own thing they, they don't want another man even though it's his barbershop telling them like when you can come when you can go so like do you find that a challenge I have a hair salon. I will not deal with barbers. <laughs> gotcha. Sorry. But um, no, because it's the culture, the Dominican, mm-hmm. you know, so we have a, a pay system that, that we're doing. It's sort of like the culture of how the Dominican hair salons do it. Mm-hmm. And, um, the staff that we have right now, it's all Dominicans because that's our niche. We do Dominican mm-hmm. hair straighten. Mm-hmm. Um 
So no, it's it's not hard. It's That's just, good. You know, some people like to also know how much they're gonna make every you know yeah. every week, every two weeks. Yeah. And so you just find you just find those people that yeah. that wanted to go that way. Okay. Oh, I like that. And you know, with the niche, I can see that, right? So I've been to a Dominican hair salon, done that a couple of times, and the. Um, efficacy that they work with like they get you in you what, what you want you get in the press cool we going to this station somebody's here gonna wash me at the bowl you're gonna go here you're going <laughs> like it's very i mean it's so efficient that yeah. it's mind-blowing in comparison to other salon um uh, kind of experiences that i've mm -hmm. had where it is it is one stylist right one technician she's gonna wash you and she's gonna do your hair and and it's like everybody's on their own schedule even the place that I kind of frequent now, there are three ladies who own, well, one lady owns the shop, if you will, the space, and okay. three of them work together, but they do all keep separate schedules and separate appointment books. So it's mm. like, it's, you know, so you can't just walk into the storefront mm. and decide that I want to get my hair done today and maybe somebody's going to meet me and do. Mm. It's like everybody's keeping their own appointment book. It's a separate thing. You know, maybe if somebody's here today, it's gonna work and so that gets back to like the traditional barbershop style hair salon mm -hmm. style like you know having employees now i it's funny because if i were a new stylist or a new technician mm -hmm. i would much prefer jamie's system right because yeah. i'm gonna get paid every two weeks yeah, you know you how they always bills. i got bills to pay <laughs> and you know they always say the new barber chair be empty because ain't nobody trying to trust yeah. him uh -huh. ain't nobody trying to sit in that front chair mm -hmm. you know that kind of deal yeah. so i would much prefer to buy into jamie's system at least until i built my own clientele people who really were asking for me and mm -hmm. then maybe i try something different so that's interesting yeah i like it yeah and no, i like it too would yeah. you go to a barber barbershop where you knew you could walk in and like be serviced or do you prefer your appointment booking style so i prefer my appointment booking style uh-huh um but so <laughs> because like a lot of barbers well before so like years and years ago when we were very young uh -huh. you know i mean and, and even i guess maybe like the last five to six years because like really appointments is something that's kind of new in the barbershop yeah. world it used to be just oh walk in and it's like how many you got and then it's <laughs> yeah, like oh i got I, I got about five and <laughs> then it's like well i don't know which one i'm behind and then it's like all right you next so it's like you can be sitting in there for like five six hours just to get a quick shape up yeah something that take like 45 minutes uh -huh. so it's like i love the appointment style so it's like thursday at three i know i'm in there yeah so i do i do like the okay. For us, we doing we doing appointments too, but you have a staff that sit there, you know, mm -hmm. Tuesday through Sunday. So um, if we have that space, we can we can accept walk-ins. But we actually switch from um, walk-in only mm -hmm. to appointments and walk-ins mm -hmm. during the pandemic because we were forced to do it. Mm. Um, I actually didn't think we were able to do it just because. I have a, always had a system. My system was capable of doing appointments, but I never thought about doing it because there's so many variables. Mm -hmm. When somebody make an appointment and walk in, they may need um, 
dip conditioner mm -hmm. they may come in after braids mm -hmm. um so it's going to take you longer in the shampoo bowl so we didn't know how to manage yeah that's that true time yeah. kind of just okay how many people do i take today i don't know really what's yeah what's coming in and um but with covid we were forced to do it and it's working wonderful because <laughs> sometimes we have a rush at five o'clock five o'clock in the afternoon 10 people and we had to do it and uh, yeah. you get out of there at 10 yeah. o'clock at night yeah, so um COVID that's helped with that. We, yeah we pivoted that's that pivoting way with and the COVID. we like love it mm -hmm. and i'm glad i already and had a system in place yeah. mm -hmm. where it was seamlessly used like okay okay now that's good that mm -hmm. is good that's it's so it, it's like i wonder if you could take because I know the other thing that's really important to some people is like, who is the person behind your haircut? Like, you're mm -hmm. not just going to let anybody cut your hair, right? No. So I wonder, though, if you could still take that style. Because I would love to franchise, like I said. So I'm thinking about myself selfishly in this interview. I'm sorry <laughs> for y'all. So I would love to take like the barbershop method. Mm -hmm. And then, but, and, and be okay with like, okay, this is Kaylin's barber. He's got a clientele list a mile long, you know, people who always come see mm -hmm. him. But you, sir, you got to come to work at 8 a.m. and you got to stay till 8 p.m. or whatever the, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. can't just float in here at yeah. any time. Like, the expectations yeah. are if you're going to work in this salon that you, or in this shop, you're going, um, even if you don't have an appointment time, you got to be here and maybe yeah. you'll get walk-ins during that time. And it's like, how do you incentivize folks to be there for that amount of time? I'm gonna think about it. I'm gonna sit yeah, on it. That's some Maybe good we'll brainstorming. Yes. That's some good brainstorming. But like Jamie said, I mean, at the end of the day, if they really want to work or get a job, yeah, they're going to conform to the way our policies are. Yeah, right. You know, it, it's going to weed out some, but the ones that do buy in, that's who's really down for the cause. Yeah, I like it. And the way that we do it is, I'm in charge as the salon to bring all of the clientele. So mm. I'm the one out there talking to clients. I have a front desk that handles that. You don't make your own appointment. We make the appointment for the hair salon based on the stuff that we have. You as a client can ask, okay, um, can this person do my hair? And that's how we put you under that person because you eventually do develop a um, relationship with your mm -hmm. stylist and that's the person that you want um, mm -hmm. to do your hair. So that's the way we gotcha. do. That's the way we do it. But I'm responsible, not the staff mm -hmm. to bring the clientele. So the clientele is salon eight or nine clientele and we cut it. We figure out how mm -hmm. to serve the client. Gotcha. Okay. okay. All right. So um, just if we can go back a second. So when you said you were still working at the government job and you had one employee at the time running the operations. What type of interview process did that look like? Because you're now trusting this one employee with your baby while you're working the nine to five and they got to do it all until you off of work. So like, what did that, like what type of trust did you have to have in that person? None. A good system in place. Just a good system in place. <laughs> oh, a good Cam system. <laughs> Cameras. Cam okay. Oh, camera. oh yeah. Um, a ticket system. Gotcha. And a system mm -hmm. on the computer. So if if I'm looking at the cameras <laughs> and I see three clients at the salon. <laughs> And I only have one client in the system. Mm, oh, yeah. We have a problem. Oh, yeah. So okay. I'm calling mm. or I'm called to make jokes so they know that I was always watching. Yes. <laughs> um, and 
I, you know, I was always stuck to the customer. So I, sometimes I had the phone transferred to, mm -hmm. to my cell phone. So it was just the system that I developed. Even now, it, well, it's, it can be by itself. We don't, mm -hmm. the system is just so, um, it works so well. Gotcha. That this one works by itself. Okay. Did you hear her say cameras? Okay. Yeah. Cameras yeah. and a good system. <laughs> That's the kind of trust you need. Okay. Cameras. I'm here for it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now you gotta let them employees know. Yeah. Because like you're there, you're literally trusting them with your brand. Yeah. Yeah. While you're away, and that's a scary thing when it comes to hiring in general, whether you're on site or not, because you know there are going to be times where you have to run to the bank to make deposits, mm -hmm. and somebody else sitting there and a walk-in comes, it's like, how are you addressing my new patrons? Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like, yes, and that's the hard part about growing. Because you do have to relinquish some control, some of that control. But it's like you know what you spent years to build. You know what you have put years into pretty prints. But as okay. soon as it's time <laughs> to we get your own print shop, yes, and it's time to start allowing other people to run the shop, mm -hmm. it gets scary. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it's scary. Definitely is. Even now, sometimes you know if if. If a client complains or something, I'm like, I'm not there. Let me know and tell me everything because I only know what you mm -hmm. tell me. I can't see everything for me to fix it and control yeah. it. Mm -hmm. um, but I have to give that control because yep. guess what? I cannot be at every shop all day, yep. every day. Yeah. And I guess so, that's part of franchising, right? Because now yes. there's another shop out there. So at first it was one shop where you couldn't be mm -hmm. everywhere all the time. And now there's another shop out there. And that one is living, surviving, breathing without you. You know, how does that work? Like, how did you get to the point where you were ready to open a second shop? And I guess I know your answer is going to be cameras and a good system. <laughs> but I'm just I, I think when I think about a whole second place, like mm -hmm. I, I definitely one thing I can't be is two places at one time. You know what I mean? Right. But I'm barely at the first location. OK. Anyways. So now on the second location even less i'm actually at my first location a little more because it's closer to my house mm. like 10 minutes mm -hmm. um and i have an office there mm -hmm. but i don't need to be there um at all it it just it just work and that's the reason why we found um a seller as soon as we franchise a buyer mm -hmm. so we have a franchisee we have our first one that's going to open in baltimore and <gasps> that's so exciting <laughs> that's mm. crafton oh. yeah okay so so the two that's here in pg you are still like the manager or the yes i'm i'm the owner and i do manage it uh -huh. they call me when they when big decisions gotcha. need to be made gotcha. or something is going wrong okay. um, and they need help gotcha. um, but i have a manager that manages both mm -hmm. um, gotcha. she do the scheduling now so um because i will have I will need to put all of my time into the yeah, franchisee yeah. now to yeah. grow. Yeah, to help first them. Baby. Yeah. yeah, to grow. Yeah. Them. Oh, and how did you go about setting that up? Does that require a lot of different paperwork or like for someone to buy into your situation? So for them to buy, they they need to be first qualified. I won't sell to anybody because mm -hmm. it's my baby. It's my brand. I want to make sure that, yeah, you don't come in, come in there and change the red to yellow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. So it, has, it had to be the right person that wants, that believe your vision and, right. and wants to do what you have. So 
Um, we talk, we talk about the business and mm -hmm. then it's a matter of signing paperwork and putting some money together and then we find mm -hmm. a place and we get up and rolling and do the same thing I did for my second one. Mm -hmm. Um, so was it your idea to, to find a buyer or did they find you? They found me. So I, okay. I hinted on Instagram that I was, I started the process of franchising. So the custom it was a customer and she sent me a message and i'm like i'm not done yet with the process of franchising mm -hmm. because that's a whole process that okay. can take six to eight months before your company is franchised okay um so when i finally did i was like well you're franchised now so she was like i went in what does mm -hmm. it take we had a few meeting we clicked she's mm -hmm. great um and one of the things that she said was she is a longtime client. She goes to my hospital location. When she went to Bowie, she said the process was just seamless. Mm. She loved how everything was still the same. Yeah. And she got to me because her salon um, was close the day that she wanted to go. So when she came to my salon, mm -hmm. um, she felt like it was home. And she's being a loyal client ever since. So she loved the process and saw that I repeated the process on the second location. Mm -hmm. So when the opportunity um, became available to franchise, it was a no-brainer for her. Mm. Gotcha. Okay. Look at that. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's amazing. Yeah. That's I, amazing. That's why it's important to treat every client. Uh-huh. You the best you know. can because you never, you know. never know this client ended up being your new what would it be called franchisee, franchisee. Yeah, yeah franchisee started off exciting. as just yeah. a client who was just looking for the service right just looking to get my hair done that's all yes yeah, so and she's now? been watching you know the whole process <laughs> and how everything works and she's like okay this is the business i can you know i can yes. do and i can have and i don't want to do everything else to business in a box mm -hmm. yes there we go so, tell yeah. me what to do i'll do it i like i like you know the mm -hmm. way that it the way that it's done and got you yeah, so, so so walk us if you can I, I know it's a lot um but walk us through the process that you had to go through to become franchise um believe it or not it's not a lot if you have okay. a system if you have a system in place and you know your business work and you have all of your processes in place and you're pretty organized mm -hmm. it's not um you hire a firm that will do it for you they will do the paperwork for you okay. um you have to have manual procedures in place mm -hmm. and all of that stuff because you basically it's it think you think about it as a recipe it's a recipe that i'm giving you so you can make that salon work like i made this two salon work so mm -hmm. you have to follow that recipe so mm -hmm. if you have the recipe it's just a matter of putting it on paper and the company who help you franchise can mm -hmm. help you go um through that processing and that's like the firm it that you're talking about it's the firm okay yes, who does that okay and, and so they, they help you put together like SOP manuals and standard operating procedures and all right, that kind of stuff. Right. So they talk to you. You have meetings. You tell them what you do, how is it that you do it. Um, for the operating manual, we went through everything, but he came mm -hmm. also visit the salon oh, okay. to see how everything worked. So not only I told him over the phone, I showed him okay. what everything was. And then he tweaked a few things. And that's how, that's how. You get your federal disclosure documents and the manual and all of that. Mm. So, so when they come, because I'm looking at it from the lazy standpoint, because <laughs> like when you start saying SOPs and <laughs> that to me, that's a lot of writing. So, like when they come or when you have these meetings, is it 
I'm just I'm gonna tell you what the SOPs are, and you take my notes, and then you draft. They drafted the yes. firm. Okay. Yes. So well, that, that sounds that. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Usually, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because the average person should know their business. Yeah. Inside and out. Okay. Yes. So it's pretty standard stuff that they kind of use, and, mm-hmm. and and they go and see other businesses that are similar to yours. Gotcha. Um, and oh, okay. they become with the pro forma, all the numbers, because a whole lot of stuff that I don't know that's on there, you know. But it's kind of standard, so they come and get your niche and what mm-hmm. that you do. So if you know everything, have everything in place. It's just like I know from from the, the top of my head mm-hmm. what my bills are. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know what my income is. Mm-hmm. I know what my um my high sell um what my price point in my, my yeah. average gotcha. my average um service i know mm. what that is i know how much construction is going to cost me mm-hmm. on an 1100 square feet place yeah i know how much rent it's going to be if i'm in a if i'm in a shopping center that have a, a big anchor like walmart mm-hmm. i know how much my rent is going to be where i'm at where it's a little um it's the little shopping like center. Like the tucked so, away. Yeah. yeah so mm-hmm. you're paying less. So I, from on top of my head, I know exactly what it takes to open mm-hmm. another salon, depending on the location, how much it's going to cost gotcha. you. Gotcha. Okay. So then here's my next question. Because <laughs> now I'm thinking, I'm about to franchise, go stretch. All right. I'm like already in my head about franchise. Oh, trust me. We I already, know. yeah. <laughs> so what, I guess. I know that if you own two, like you own two locations currently, mm-hmm. like you are the owner. So profit from that comes to you. You know, you pay your salon. How does the profit margin buy in situation work with a franchise? Like, is there a percentage that you get off the top? Is that how it works? Yes. So you get the franchise fee, the franchise fee. Okay. Which, um, Anybody charged from ten thousand to forty thousand, you have people that will charge a hundred thousand, depending what it is. So that's the money that you give me for me to help you with the training. That's the first money that you give me, and then um, you pay for your construction costs, everything that you need to get that business going. Mm-hmm. And once that business is going, is um, royalty fee. So. Oh. For me, it says 6%. Okay. And then you pay a 1% on marketing. You was talking about earlier. I don't yes. want to do my own marketing. Mm-hmm. So you pay 1% on marketing. So you pay in basically 7% um, of your income okay. to the franchiser. To the franchiser. And their yeah. responsibility is to market for you, to get yourself, to help you with your marketing. And then they, I mean, they gave you the recipe. They gave you the things. Yeah, you run you run the business and you're gonna get you know, you're gonna get all the support that you can get that is crazy. you know from me. So I'm gonna tell you how to mm-hmm. run it. I'm gonna help you through the entire process. Mm-hmm. Construction, accounting, yeah. um, hiring. At the end of the day, it's your responsibility, but I'm gonna help you guide you because it is your business. So so this is something I always wonder when it comes to the franchises. So like I know you said your first buyer is going to be in Baltimore um, and like we're in PG County and like you said you already know all the costs you know for like you know for your price points and everything would you recommend or like so say when say that buyer in Baltimore let's just say if it was down there but like the Baltimore Harbor where their rent prices are probably out of this world mm-hmm. right do you have like a price point where you would tell them, hey, or, or or I'm sorry, would you even step in and kind of consult with that person and say, like, I don't think you should look at this particular space like this might be the space that you want, but I wouldn't suggest that for you. Maybe you need to look at 
a certain space that looks like this or because like that's something i don't know like when it comes to like franchise owners and franchisees like do the franchise owners choose their locations for them we have to approve we we approve it you look okay. where you want to be mm-hmm. uh, but i approve where you're going to be gotcha mm-hmm. okay. that's the boss stuff that i'm talking that i was talking about <laughs> yeah. in the beginning of like and once with, upon your child yeah <laughs> and with the lease it's like, i have to know that you get in the right lease because <laughs> i want to know that you're going to succeed yeah i'm not going to have you open and and have all your savings and and maybe your retirement put into this business <laughs> Just so you can fail, just so I can get a quick thirty thousand. Yeah, um, I I want the royalty. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and, then, the, and then I, I don't want Salon Eight Hundred Nine failing because yeah. I have eight right. buildings or eight eight salons out there, mm-hmm. and then that one yeah. it's like, oh, that one didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that looks bad on my name. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh-huh. Exactly. And any clients you let down in the in between, right? Because yeah. clients will only know that location. Most clients will only know the one location close to them, right? Mm-hmm. So it'll be like Salon Eight Hundred Nine sucks because the Baltimore one sucks. Yes. It's like that might. Not yeah. even be true, right? Yeah. But I need right. to make yeah. sure that this is successful yeah. for the entire brand. Yeah, yes. I dig it. Yeah, and that's part of that scary process or or the risk when it yeah. comes to franchising because you but do the reward. Kayla. The reward, like the she said, reward. you want those royalties. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't even care about that. Piece. Yeah, that. those royalties, and that's in a way yeah. passive. Yeah, Yeah, really, if you want to look at it, it is. I mean, because once she does the initial help them set up and help them find like, Mm -hmm. I mean, she'll check in every once in a while. But that's it. Yeah, that's as passive as it gets. Yeah. 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 So like what marketing? So you said the one percent is typically added for like marketing. So like, is that all the way down to they're not handling their own social media is is that what you're talking about they will handle their own social media the website will will be under our website so we can be able to find um all of the other locations under the main website got you um and but they will be able to handle their own social media but we will do national advertising and all of that so for my first franchisee she's not going to get that one percent charge right Mm -hmm. now because we're not there yet but once Mm -hmm. we start spending all of that money on marketing um, everybody has to put in yeah i see salon 809 on my local nbc commercial excuse me (laughs) it's it's in my body it's gonna be everywhere oh yeah i believe that yes I'm about to yeah. bring a salon 809 to St. Mary's County. <laughs> yes, ma'am. It's coming to you. Don't worry <laughs> <Yes>. about it. <laughs> they gonna be like, she got whole locks and she got a. Don't worry about me, okay? <laughs> don't worry about me. I'm on the way. We just I can't have it. barbers. Exactly. No barbers. Oh, yeah. I'm not worried about it. I'm gonna open a salon 890 for the barbers, okay? There we go. Yes. Right. 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 Oh. So, so, um, getting back to the process for. The person to buy into the franchise mm-hmm. and again like when you look at like um these chick-fil-a's like mm-hmm. you said they want um initial fee mm-hmm. net worth credit to be, yeah yeah the yeah. whole nine so like what would you or yeah what would you do if you were faced with this person has the initial fee mm-hmm. of the 20 to 30k whatever your you know the fee yeah. is but they don't have the net worth or or is that even a requirement for you first of all um well yes i don't think my net worth is that high as okay. the chick-fil-a mm-hmm. um because i just know that um 
once you open the shop, if you do what I tell you, it's going to be successful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but one thing that you have to have is to at least be able to good credit because if you need a loan, right? right? Yeah. If you need a loan, because nobody have the minimum um, investment, including the franchise fee, is one hundred fifty nine thousand. Mm-hmm. Not everybody have just got one hundred fifty nine laying around, just, right? So, it's, but as long as you have good credit, you have the thirty thousand to pay for the franchise fee, and you can get um, income or loans to support that business for mm-hmm. the first six months. Gotcha. The expenses. That's mm-hmm. what I'm looking at. Okay. 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 I like it. Yeah. That is crazy. I, I mean, it's not. So, how many, uh, first of all, how fast do you plan on? Because is there a speed at which you plan on growing? So, I mean, is it like you you're looking to do two franchises yeah. a year, three franchises a year? Um, You know, I. I want to take it slow. Okay. Because I want it, even though I, I say I want the royalty fee, I know all of that is coming. I know the money is coming. I don't want to rush it. I want to learn the process. I want to be able to um, help my franchisees the first one when they come. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have a goal as to how many i want in one year Mm -hmm. um i think i will take that as i go as i learn as i grow Mm -hmm. and as i can handle it um because eventually i'm going to need a way bigger team once i have three or five yeah right so i don't want to rush and be like oh i'm going to have five people that want to come by i'm going to sell it and Mm -hmm. just at the end of the year then i'm going crazy having them fail not being able to help them how i would want to help them Mm -hmm. so i know for a fact and the goal is to have salon eight or nine in every state and that's going to happen okay there's no question about that got you period so (laughs) so um you say you're getting ready to start the process for the Baltimore salon. Now that starts with the training. That's the first thing, or that's the first step. You'll be hands-on out in Baltimore. I'm assuming. Yes, I'll be there. I think I, I'm, I, I feel because it's my first one, but I think I'll feel like that about all of them that I'm literally open a corporate (laughs) location. Yeah. I don't think she's going to be doing much. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm going to be there. I told her, send me a list of, of the places Mm -hmm. that you thinking about opening. Mm -hmm. And later today, I'm going to go drive around those places. Okay. Nice. Um, and so the first thing is finding is finding the location. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to meet and we need to order this. We need to order that because she has an aggressive timeline, which is three months. Oh, mm. okay. So that puts open. the pressure on you, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But I was like, we can do it. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's do it. Let's get it done. Okay. And it's motivating because especially if your franchisee is that motivated to get going as the franchisor it's like that that for me that probably would get you going like oh yeah well bet i'm gonna do this podcast and i'm out i'm on a 295 right <laughs> yeah. after this yeah and and that's that's the thing about not you if you franchise you know if you company franchise it's not about just selling it to anybody mm-hmm. it has it has to be the right person that you because it's a 10-year commitment so you're going to okay. work with that person for 10 years. Yeah. And it has to be the right person. I, I don't want stress in my life. Yeah. yeah. Is okay. that standard or did you make it. that? Is that standard like the 10 years? Like like from the franchise 
law book or something <laughs> or did you yeah that's standard how it goes you can negotiate it because okay. at the end of the day i can be you want to come in i give you five years but my thing is if you want to come in and you don't want to do the 10 years um what you getting in there for you're not really believing in the brand <laughs> oh like yeah. the first three years you know you're not going to go even though it's, it's a good process you're not going to make money tomorrow we have to grow that clientele and it's a processing you have to recoup your investment mm -hmm. so it's you know you have to be mm -hmm. in it to win it so i don't think 10 years if you have the right partner is a long mm -hmm. time at all gotcha when you started your salon did you see it going this way like was the intention always to get to franchising yes oh, okay and um it was to do it once i have five corporate locations oh, okay but yeah <laughs> you were already ahead of schedule when, <laughs> I, when so i wanted to have five before a franchise mm -hmm. right corporate mm -hmm. once i did the two it was like i don't want that many employees directly under me uh okay mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't want stress in my life yeah yeah okay <laughs> yeah, employees so, yeah. is stressful yeah so i'd rather have one franchisee that i'm dealing with and yeah. that person is dealing with their own their own <laughs> yeah so that's why I franchise sooner than the five the than five, the five mm -hmm. that I was planning on. Are seeing. you gonna keep these two under you or are you going to eventually franchise them? I'm keeping them and I'm actually itching to go to DC. Mm. Uh, that's something that I keep talking myself not yeah. to do. <laughs> uh -huh. Don't do it. But I actually I wanna <laughs> open a third corporate location. Do it. Oh boy. <laughs> do it. So, so we'll see. So I do have I do have one question, and I think this would be very beneficial for a lot of the listeners that have businesses and everything. So, like, what would you recommend? And I know this is very subjective. It's going to be a subjective question. But what would you say a business or how a business needs to look before they consider wanting to franchise their own business? Um. Like in terms of like like years of experience or, or, or years that they've done it, the type of money they should be bringing in. Because like you said, you have to hire a firm, which costs money. Um, I, I know that for a fact. 20, and 25K, 30K. 20, 30K, 30K just, just on the franchise. firm. Just yeah, on the just firm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. So like, what would you recommend, you know, as being a person that's doing it, that has done it, for somebody that is looking to get into franchising? First, to, to know that you have a process that work mm -hmm. and that it can be repeated, mm -hmm. right? And if you have the process and it work, that means you have, or supposed to, you're supposed to have your financials together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> have your financials together because <laughs> you're going to need the money. You're going to need to support mm -hmm. um, the other person um the other franchisees so as long as you you have your financials together and you know that you process work and you can repeat it in my mind and not in my mind i did the second one um and even when it got on all of my permits i know i don't know how to lay a towel but i can tell if that towel is raised a little bit okay, mm. okay. so <laughs> yeah i'm hands-on i'm there i know how everything works i know um when that third salon is going to be built i know everything that i'm looking for mm-hmm you know so if you have a good process it, it's you know yeah. then you can you can franchise and, and a business that's bringing money gotcha 
Yeah. That's a good point. As we open, and I'm still tweaking processes, but you need a process <laughs> that works. I'm tweaking processes You're still right tweaking now. Processes. Of okay. course, I don't think that ever stops. Okay. Yeah, yeah that doesn't ever stop. Okay. You, you grow in and, and, and you learn every mm-hmm. day and you want to make your brand better and it's just, I don't think that ever stops. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. don't be discouraged if you still no. tweaking process. Yeah. No. I think Not that's just all. business in general. No. Yeah. As you grow, uh, you have to. It's no yeah, way. Yeah. Cause you got to keep evolving with yeah. the times. Yeah. <sighs> just like how you said you had to uh, change or pivot with COVID, something that yes. you didn't think you were going to do. Right. You ended up doing it and it worked out. <laughs> yes. And now I'm, I'm working on making everything more simple. Okay. You mm-hmm. know, like the dip conditioners, we know, you know, which one you need. We have a whole bunch of them. We're going to do level one, level two, level three. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, from cheapest to most expensive. Mm-hmm. And depending on what it is, we'll give you the right one in the back. So things like that, that you, you know, you, you want to simplify things or um, like memberships. We get them mm. ready to do memberships. I was going to ask you about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're working, definitely working on that. And that's just... Uh, change so we have to develop that um my system is capable of doing it that's why i love the system mm-hmm. <laughs> i think they need to get what's the name of the system again stx stx so for all y'all out there the good things so for all y'all that need some good systems stx yeah, memberships is definitely the one because like memberships will have you getting paid on reoccurring and not getting not doing any service because i'm that's me it's it me <laughs> Sis pays for so many memberships. Yeah, me too. Okay. So, and, and you don't end up using it. So nope. That's like, what? Uh-huh. I gotta be making that money too. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, like, so now my mind is racing. Because <laughs> Ghost Stretch need memberships. They need to be franchised. Because <laughs> she brought up something that I hadn't even thought about, but like the deep conditioner oh, okay. and the products and stuff. So the franchisee when they pay you the initial fee or whatever, like does all that come from you, the franchiser, or are they responsible for getting all their own products or, or like, yeah, keeping their shelf stocked with equipment and. So when, when I say your investment minimum, mm-hmm. and that means if you open it, it depends on where it depends, mm-hmm. depends on the square footage. Um, but the minimum minimum investment for you to open as long as one hundred fifty nine thousand. That means you can open as long with one hundred fifty nine thousand, including all of your bills for that month, in, including all of your equipment, mm-hmm. your construction costs, mm-hmm. gotcha. absolutely everything that you're going to need to um, you lease the, mm-hmm. the deposit for your lease. Like, gotcha. Um, it includes everything. Okay. Um, in terms of where they get the products, we tell them. Okay. Which vendors we use, okay. which products we use. Okay. And that's one of the reasons why I'm trying to simplify that. Um, that I way see. it's not, you know, so mm-hmm. much for everybody. And also for the front desk, you can train them faster. You mm-hmm. don't need so much training. Um, hair extensions, they have to get it from me. Okay. Directly from me. They can't get hair extensions from another vendor. Okay. It has to be from me. And all of that is stipulated on the, um, on okay. the disclosure document. And what about the conditioners and stuff like that? Like, so you said if you give them a specific vendor on who you should go with, what if they purchase outside that vendor? As long as it's the same products and if okay. they're trying to save it, okay. then okay. it's fine. All right, yeah. cool. I like it. Yeah, no, that's good. I love it. That's good. So so real quick before we um, before we wrap up, 
Um, I want to get into some of your other income streams with the 809 because I saw you've been doing a lot of traveling and I see that you do um, you do like classes and teaching. So like what made that come about? Um, because I had to I, I had a health issue and I never had to wear hair extensions mm -hmm. and I ended up having to wear hair extensions. I've tried every hair extensions that there are. I try them all. <laughs> so when I found out about the Brazilian knots once I had it in my hair, I was like, okay, it feels natural. This is amazing. By the way, I have them. <laughs> and, um, and so I decided to get on the share uh, at that point. Uh, right. Uh. So I went to training mm -hmm. in New York by the lady who was doing my hair extensions. And I went to training in California. Okay. Because I wanted to know it so I can train my girls to do it. Okay. So I wanted to grow the business because people see it on me. Oh, I want it. I can do it. Mm -hmm. So um, we've been doing it for about a about a, two years almost. Okay. So I went on the share. I was doing it four days a week. Now, mm -hmm. uh, then I went to three. Then I went to two mm -hmm. and one. And that's how you transition your clients. I can't do it. I'm too busy. But I have trained this person and I have my staff doing the extensions with me to make mm. that client feel comfortable. Gotcha. And that's how we transition. And then I started doing the classes because it's not that many people. Gotcha. Yeah, that know. do it in Maryland. It's a, oh, high, yeah. it's a high ticket item. So I'm training, and but that was the whole goal the whole yeah. time. Was like, okay. Get on the share, yeah. grow the brand, yeah. teach, and mm -hmm. then train the staff so they can do it. Gotcha. I love it. Tapping into those income streams. Yes. And so if I'm another, if I'm a salon owner um, somewhere else, I can call you and ask you to come and do training for my salon. Yes, oh, for okay. sure. Yeah. True. And it's going to cost them. It costs. <laughs> it's going to cost you because it now costs. I'm sharing my knowledge to potentially what well, that's going to help your salon. Right. Yes. Yeah, so so mean, you're not going to get it cheap. Yes. No, it costs. Yeah. And I've traveled to, um, I've traveled to Burma, to Vietnam, to mm. Cambodia to go get hair. So I have the oh, yeah. hair vendors. So oh, I also yeah. Do the hair she went to the source. Do you hear what I'm saying? I went to the Denzel source. Washington <laughs> from yes. American Gangster. Exactly. Like flying in herself. Exactly. Now you could have gone on Alibaba <laughs> or AliExpress, right? But we yes. don't know what's happening there. So no. we're going to go to the source and make sure, and make sure I get the right, what I want. The right stuff. Exactly. That's what's up. That's what's up. I yes, love it. I'm all about giving my customers the best. Yeah. So I like the best. So I like mm -hmm. to give my customers the best. And, and that's why. That's why I do that. That's cool. So I meant to ask you this earlier and I completely forgot. You're not still currently working your federal government job. No. I didn't think so. Two uh, years ago. I two years ago. Okay. <laughs> you said, that's enough. I'm good. Yeah. I was like, There's hope, Kayla. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, I'll be off. For sure. I'll be out of there. Uh huh. I ain't worried. I'll be out of <laughs> No, there. don't. I did it for four years and then once I saw that it was the right time, mm -hmm. which I was just getting too stressful. You know, I was like, the money is not worth my stress. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I, I quit. Okay. And that's when I found my second location, by the way, because and then I have more time to do it. Because then you have more time mm -hmm. to do it, of and course. And focus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. I, told, I said that to, um, so I have a, a young girl who comes to work with me at my business um, once a week. And I was telling her, I was like, you know, 
I don't have the time. It's because she asked me, <laughs> she was chastising me actually mm-hmm. about not responding to an inquiry that came in. And I was like, I didn't see it. I was like, I don't spend um, a prescribed amount of time on the business every day, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have certain days that I spend doing things, but not every day. And she was like, you have to spend time every day. She was like, I need you to respond to these messages. Uh, this yeah. is about my business. She's like, I need uh, you yeah. to be on the ball responding uh-huh. to these messages. And I'm like, okay. And, but I sort of, you know, the nine to five takes up so much time. Like you really can't tap in the way that you would like to. Mm-hmm. And so at some point there's a trade off, right? At some point, Jamie said two years, she was like, okay, I, I, I have to do it. And then you get so much more time where you can mm-hmm. do so many other things, i.e. open a second location. More <laughs> efficiently because the thing is nine to five. So like even if you work on something daily, because like I feel I, I I do something every day. Okay. After work. That's something, whether it's with Stream Chasers or Ghost Stretch, I'm okay. doing something. Okay. Um, but the amount of time that it takes or or um how effective mm. this email blast is you know because i'm tired so this one isn't going to be as good as that one that i'm gonna do on saturday when i don't have to go to work yeah you know so this one you might just get one or two lines and it's like whatever happens happens <laughs> but that's that's the difference versus if i didn't have to go to work mm-hmm. monday through friday because now i'm not forced to get it done all done this day yeah i can spread my stuff out because like now i know i have eight plus more hours yeah to get all these other things done it's like i'm gonna take care of that on thursday Mm -hmm. when i feel refreshed again yeah versus doing it all in tuesday evening or stuff like that jamie about to have me leave my good government job okay (laughs) the new job the new job that you just got oh boy Wow. Yeah, no, I definitely help. I was looking prior to leaving my job, prior to finding the second location, I was looking for a second location for about a year. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And it was as soon as I left it, it was like automatically I found it. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And you just feel, I feel free. I have not looked back now once. Yeah. That's good. That's good. <gasps> so, um, <laughs> you good, Candace? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be all right. <laughs> so, oh, our, of course, our show is called Stream Chases. So we know you got your Baltimore location, getting ready to start, you know, getting ready to get that planning effort underway. Uh, in addition to that, what's next for you in terms of like potential income streams, things that you want to tap into? It might not even be salon related. Is there anything else that's on your radar? Airbnb. I have, ah. I have an apartment in DR if you guys need ah, a place okay. to stay. Okay. That I just literally finished um, furnishing. <laughs> nice. So that's why I was traveling. Okay. So yeah, Congratulations Airbnb. on that. Congratulations <laughs> yeah. on that. Thank you. I literally just, it's so funny. I just listened to a um I did a lot. What is that thing called? Go to meeting, right? Mm, With the okay. ladies that we had on the show last last time, Paragon Investment yeah, Partners. Uh-huh, yeah. So I did a go to meeting. Their last go to meeting was on short term real estate, aka Airbnb, mm-hmm. and different ways to do that. Jamie about to be on a come up. I learned some numbers. I don't know if I'm ready yet, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I learned, and I was like, okay, all right, <laughs> I'm I'm here for it. I'm yeah because yeah especially in the dr come on yeah because yeah yeah, once you said dr i'm uh uh, this makes so much sense yeah we don't have to rap after after all this (laughs) (laughs) just fly go get you an apartment i mean and then you got to figure out who's going to manage it for you on the ground but i mean i'm here for it yeah Yeah. that's why i didn't leave a renter because actually 
um, to the point where you can rent it, but I just didn't like one of the man- management company. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I can, I'll deal with it when I when I go back. I'm not in a rush to. Again, I'm never on a rush to to anything. <laughs> um, so I'll rent it when when I get back. I think money follows. If you do the right thing, yeah. you want what you love. I I think money money follows. There I like it, it. I like it so many things I, this was a good episode like I learned so much right yeah, so I learned a lot way. about franchising I don't get my situation together with my, <laughs> my policies and my procedures I learned uh-huh. that and I mean we talked about Airbnb we talked about so many different things mm-hmm. um but it, and so I feel motivated but I also feel like oh I have so much to do there's <laughs> so much to do yeah <laughs> yeah I like it too. Definitely uh, motivated me because for us, it's already something that was that it's a strategy that's on my list. Mm -hmm. It's not it wasn't necessarily something that we said we're going to go that route, but it's something that's out there that it's like if we want to, we could potentially go that route. Yeah. Um, But just hearing it firsthand, you know, somebody that's actually doing it definitely motivates you to like. Exactly. Because Dr. Nelson only got two hands. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And yeah, and whenever we do start scaling up, which is going to be soon with employees, it's like, yeah, you might not be doing so much with your hands, but now you got to manage all these employees. employees. So Mm -hmm. it's always something. Yeah, always something. But I think it's better to have employees and have them do it. And at first it's kind of scary because it's sort of like an investment. Mm -hmm. Um, But then it grows. It's supposed to grow if you're investing in them. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Mm Miss Jamie, where can the people find you on the websites, the social media? Give them the rundown. Yeah. Um, pretty easy. Salon 809 um, in Instagram, Brazilian Nats MD for the hair extensions, salon809.com. Um, for the website, salon809franchise.com. Pretty easy. But if you go to salon809.com, you can find everything there. Pretty easy. Cool. Beautiful. Nice. Look at that. It's been one, Stream Chasers. It's been it's been a day. <laughs> Thank it's been an you episode. Guys. Thank this you is for a first joining. for me. I was nervous. <laughs> Thank you for joining. Thank not you. a problem. So Stream Chasers, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple, all the places. All the audio places. Okay. Go to www.streamchasers.work because Stream Chasers do the work. And you just got paid. Just got paid.